0: Welcome to Ford Ram Goal. College football is changing as we know it. The sports world is rocking and rolling. So grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen.
1: Let's do this. Man, you almost bricked that one just like KD in the
0: Olympics. That was not that bad. (laughs) Welcome to 4Tram and Goal. You are here with your host, Kurt, and my boy, Dick. What's up, Trammers? We're going to do what we do. We've got our glasses of whiskey here. We've got the world of sports, and we're going to talk everything and anything about them with y'all. We've got a whole shebang of things. We had a championship crown. We've had gold medalist crowns. We've got some golden rings. We've got gold everything, all right? we even got a new name in the baseball world, Uh, so... Before we get into all of that, Dick, please lay the socials on them.
1: Man, I'm just going to call you John Gotti with all that gold on you. But I tell you what, man, as far as the socials go, we've got all the socials, man. So hit us up on Instagram at Fourth thdram 4THDram. Same thing with Twitter. Uh, you can always hit us up old school on Facebook, Fourth thdram and Goal. And then always, we're always open via email, 4thDram and Goal, all one word at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know what's going on, questions, thoughts. You want to be on the show? We want to hear from you. We need your feedback, and we want to get better. So right back to Kurt. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about tonight.
0: Everything. Everything. And just to set you up, there is so much football to talk about, but we are going to save that for our kickoff special, which will be probably within the next two weeks. So we won't talk too much Aaron Rodgers right now. We won't talk too much Deshaun Watson. We may chime in a little bit. Uh, but we're going to save all that because we're going to have a whole show uh, about football coming up. And, of course, the shows will come closer and closer together as it'll be back to a week-to-week thing. Um, but, Dick, you are my good friend, and I do care about other things. It's been a while. What have you been up to, man?
1: Man, i tell you what. It's been a lot of travel. I've um, been uh, trying to get you know as much travel in. I got my COVID shot, trying to avoid this Delta variant like a motherfucker. But – I dude, I just got back from New York, and that's why I had to make the John Gotti reference. Um,
0: I was wondering, I hadn't what been you in New York City before. I,
1: I was doing my thing. I was doing my thing, flexing a little bit. But I just got back from New York City, dude. i would never been in my life. Um, we got to go up there in New Jersey for our, our friend, um, and uh, it was it was a really cool experience. Got to spend like five six hours in New York, run around doing the classic stuff: Central Park, Empire State Building, Penn Station. Grab a slice, grab a dog. Um, was it, you know, snap some photos?
0: Was and, it full on? Like, is it back to a lot of people or is it still no, really? Man,
1: no, man. Like, we literally walked in out of Penn Station, we walked up the street, we went to Times Square, and we walked into Times Square. and I was like, they're like, oh, this is Times Square, our friends. And I was like, this is Times Square, like, there's nobody here. See, it was like, you see the naked cowboy, it was like seven dudes in a No, oh, I was like seven shoot. dudes in Iron Man cons, co- costumes, and one Captain America, and like two Mickey Mouses. It was weird. Like there was just not that many people. The weirdest thing I saw was later in the day going down Fifth Avenue. Some dude just riding a bike with one wheel—the front wheel removed—just on a wheelie, just like he was cruising down the road. <laughs> like that's how he got around to work every day. So some wild I stuff. Get to but work
0: every day, but yeah, yeah,
1: missing one wheel. Um, <laughs> pizza. The uh, dude pizza was legit. Got this place called Bravos um, right there on uh, I think it was Seventh Avenue. And I think it was like 7th and 32nd or something around there. And then I uh, got to walk up down Fifth Avenue, um, see all the stores, shot you a, a pic of, uh, I think it was the NBA store, right? And then biggest surprise, man, did you know that Five Below has a Fifth Avenue store?
0: Five Below Five is... Five Below, like
1: like the dollar store, but like a little bit classier. I don't know about five it, below, man. You got kids? I don't. Oh, dude, you're killing me. Five below. It's like dollar store, but like everything's under five dollars. I just gotta wonder, how do you still pay for a Fifth Avenue store if everything in your store is under five dollars?
0: <throat> is the is the old the original Macy's on Fifth Avenue? Uh I think so. Maybe. Yeah. No, I, I'm not expert. I, I want to go back so bad. I went when I was a junior in college. And it was so bang, bang, bang. Like, went for the day. My my highlight was like walking in the lobby of the Empire State Building. And then we had to go. Uh, I got to see the nine eleven spot. You know, this was before the memorials and everything were put up. So that was emotional. But God, I want to go back so bad. I'm like, And the funny thing is, you say Bravo's Pizza. And I guarantee you, there's a, a shitload of people that would be like, oh, you fucking went there. Are you kidding me? And then and you're it was right at like, oh, the Station. That's pretty solid <laughs> pizza." Yeah. Oh man, I want to go back so bad. I want to do like you know a Yankee Stadium, Madison Square Garden, you know, yep. all of that. You're so gonna have to spend awesome.
1: at least five days there. And I think that's what my wife and I kind of landed on is we were walking around there. We had this big retirement plan: retire on the water, you know, get a boat like on on you know the Colorado River or something like that. We're walking around, and my wife looks at me. She goes, "I could live here." I'm like, "Could you
0: afford you to?" You can't afford it. You <laughs> exactly. Can't afford it. And it's okay because Texas is becoming little New York with the number of people moving over here, but. Exactly. Uh, also moved to no, LA awesome. for
1: New York, Texas. costs. Um, I think the coolest thing that I, I really encountered was getting a hot dog at a street vendor. Um, never experienced in my life. And I think for those who haven't, you have to do that. There. I did do that. And you walk up to him and I'm like, Hey man, how much for two dogs and two cokes? And he was like uh six bucks. And I was like, what and he's like yeah six bucks i was like well how much for you know if i get one a chili dog he's like uh 15 total and i was like okay uh all right you know we'll just do two dogs and then he's like all right and then he starts like making the second hot dog he starts six dollars for two hot dogs two, with two cokes okay so it's two hot dogs with six dollars and the coke it, it was ten dollars total okay it was five dollars I mean, five dollar I mean, charge for a chili dog but he starts like maybe the chili dog was like, no, 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 I just wanted two hot dogs. And he's like, no, 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 mm. I'll take care of it. It's fine. It's fine. And, oh, it, and then man. I'm like, no, no, I got to pay you the $15 because yeah. I
0: feel bad. But it's super cool, dude. Shit. You would have paid $20 for that at a ball game. So that's fine. Uh, I did do the hot dog from the street vendor. You got to go ginger ale, though. You got to go ginger ale. I did Dr.
1: Peppermannum, Texas.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that. Me and some buddies were talking about the... New Sopranos movie coming up, which I am fucking stoked. It doesn't matter. I, I so it too. I'm matter. so I want to be happy about it. It's Candle like, Son. It's it's like and I can't even I'm it's sad that I have this as a comparison because it's nowhere near in the same ballpark for me. But you're pumped up for coming to America too because it's the sequel. You love the first one. It may not be good, but it, no, I am like I'm stoked about this and I can't wait to see it. But that led me like the last, I guess, three years, I do this thing like once a week, like out of the year where I'll watch Goodfellas, Godfather 1 and Godfather 2, just to see if I can decide which one's my favorite.
1: Or how many lines
0: you can quote? Oh, God. (laughs) Endless endless. Goodfellas is easily by far, it passed Hoosiers for me years ago as the most watched movie because if it's on TV, it's staying on TV. And it's mm-hmm. funny because my wife's movie is White Chicks. If White Chicks is on TV, it's staying on TV. Like it's not even worth scrolling, it'll stay there. Yeah. So um, there's a little difference there. Um and I've never been an artsy dude, it believe it or not. I think I've I think I've gone to like An art exhibit three times, and that's because two of them I was in, and one of them I was uh, I had to go for college credit.
1: Yeah, I I remember this story.
0: Yeah, yeah, some finger paintings or something that I got qualified. Uh, so I think the godfathers like are the closest, like the most artistic things that I appreciate. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I can't, I still can't do it. I don't know, I don't know. I think it's the, the historical order. You look at all the greatest movies. It's Godfather 1, Godfather 2, and Goodfellas. And I think it does fall like that for me. But, dude, I could literally watch each of those movies and then turn around and start it over and watch it again.
1: Yeah, I, I could not agree with you more. I have to ask you the question, though. There's two movies that I put in that category. One's a, a shoe and one's a stretch. Um, the Irishman. Oh, okay. I was worried about when you
0: said two.
1: uh, The other one that I put in that same, I can keep watching over and over and it's kind of that family for me is The the town.
0: Oh, okay. The
1: Departed. Ah, you might've just trumped my own thought. Yeah, No, The the
0: Departed's fine. And The Departed and The the Town together. Uh, I think the nostalgia of the first three movies because of time. Irishman is great. I've already watched that movie three times. And for a three hour movie...
1: Yeah, I know. My life is either really
0: lame or that movie was really awesome. Uh you but I can see those movies eventually being in that category. The town is it's when we're 50 something, it's gonna be in there, man. Well, no, not the town. No, 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 <laughs> and, the Irishman will be
1: in the yes, rotation.
0: And I don't think the departed will either, but they are definitely like if you had to give A B, those are the best B movies compared to the you know, top of the top. I yeah, I, yeah, I've gone full on. I watched the Godfather reunion from Tribeca Films in 2017. The fact that Al Pacino had to fight the way Michael Carleone is like mind blowing. And supposedly they auditioned like 50 people, including like Martin Sheen. There's a whole backstory there. Yes, Martin. they, they wanted Robert Redford.
1: Ooh,
0: Maybe. But you don't picture anybody else in the novel. No. No. Dude. We can do a whole podcast, which I don't... Have you ever seen this the uh Sopranos podcast? No. No, that's a whole other story. But anyway, that's what I've been up to. It's just coincidentally that you did your New York trip and it turned into that. But that's a whole other show. See, I was we're just there-
1: convinced you were going to say Gorky Romano was up there with your top three.
0: Perfect segment. Thank you for ruining that. All right, so... <laughs> Back to our podcast. What is in your glass tonight, buddy?
1: So, in honor of what we're about to talk about um, in our in our what in the world of whiskey segment a little bit later on, I am drinking Russ Breed. So, this is that seventy five percent Russell's Reserve ten year um, and the uh, seventy five or the twenty five percent wild turkey rare breed combination that he did a few years ago, not a few years ago, like a year ago. Um, so, a little special house combo but I thought I'd give it a shot. Haven't had it in a minute. What about you, good sir?
0: I went with a suggestion that I've put off a couple times um, just because it's always there, and I got uh Four Roses small batch select. It's the one with the brown label in the front, 52 bucks, 100 and so proof. Um a buddy kind of reminded me of it a couple of weeks ago. He's texting me. He was like, "Hey man, this is one of those share with friends gl- bottles." And I was like, "You're right." So I went and I went and grabbed it, and uh, that's what I'll be sipping on. No need to dive into the Four Roses distillery history. It's one of the top dogs, Kentucky. Um, one of the tours that I would love to take someday in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Uh, but yeah, that's what You'll I'll be, I'll be, be doing, doing
1: it one of these days.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, all right. You know, I, I just thought of something. Double back. We always talk about these gangster movies, right? Like these mob movies from like the New York, New Jersey area. We never talk about gangs of New York. You know why? Because the movie fucking
0: sucked. Oh, a little harsh. I That's another TV movie. I will never... I will turn it. it every time. No, I'll keep it on TV. I've asked the wife if she's wanted to watch it. And I think her problem... Is that she I've she'll say like is it as good as the you know no no nowhere near there's
1: there's there's fifteen better mob or gangster movies out there
0: but it's a different it's like completely different I know
1: I know that I know but what's but uh what's as fuck fuck fucked it up for me
0: Leonardo I know you're not gonna say Daniel Day Lewis no Leonardo DiCaprio I mean that's another Academy Award-winning actor though that's one time Oh, I'm time. sorry. Shit, just one time. Damn. All right, well, we don't have to talk about Giannis today because he only won it one time. All right. Okay. Second gram. Mm. So we did have a champion crowned uh, about a week ago now. Bucks and six. I want 50, not 49, not 51. I want 50. chick flick nuggets. That's one hell of a way to celebrate. That's it a is. whole other conversation. <laughs> Do you go Mickey D's or do you go Chick-fil-A nuggets? No, do you get
1: Chick-fil-A for life now? What are you talking about? Chicken minis, man. Talk about,
0: y- talk about you,
1: like, in general. Ooh, uh, I'm a burger. Health, Health isn't an oh, option. I want 50 bobs. Oh, God. I bet you do that. Uh, <laughs> I would. It's, like, my favorite menu item, dude. <laughs> Sausage bobs all day with cheese? Mm-mm. Sausage
0: bobs.
1: Yeah, dude.
0: All right. That's an undertone. Uh, (laughs) Good series overall.
1: Yeah. I mean, like to see it go to seven, but it's a six game series, nothing to shark about. It wasn't a sweep. Suns played well. I mean, Giannis is just Giannis, dude.
0: Yeah, it definitely was a decent series. Six or seven was fine. It's that point in sports, man. Two games is nothing. Yep. Uh, You know, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Can be erased easily. I don't. I, I. don't have the stats. I don't have. I'm not a historian enough to say if like two O leads, you know what was the percentage of winning them back then as it is now. But it seems like they're just not. It's not a big deal. Uh, but it was a great series. You I hate that. that Good. Uh, you hate that, like Chris Paul. They had to have the conversation afterwards. I understand as a Dan Marino fan growing up. Uh, you know, I love Charles Barkley as a commentator. So you kind of feel for him. It sucks that he may not get another chance and they had to have that talk. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was, it was a solid NBA finals. And as we talked about in one of our last episodes, Suns versus Bucks, that was new. That was exciting. Both fan bases showed what they could bring. I mean, those places, the scene, outside the Bucks arena when they weren't even playing there which freaking looked like one of the like World Cup you know scenes which are just fanatic we won't even talk about that Euro Cup finished I was going crazy when Italy won um but yeah it was awesome
1: yeah I mean I completely agree I mean I don't even know if we hit on the do we hit on the Tampa Bay Lightning? Um, in our last episode, we may have. I mean, there's just a lot happening right now. The Euro Cup is a great call. Great
0: Tampa call. Bay Bucks, Bucks, Bucks won the. The UCS Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Tom Brady, Tom freaking Brady. Moving on. All right, no good series. Wish we had done an episode uh, around that time. Schedules didn't work out, but. It was what it was. Giannis is great. Solidified his uh, playoff season. Uh, did a great job. It, it may not be his last one. We'll see. That's going to depend on offseason moves. See what team becomes a super team. See if the Nets can stay healthy. See if my Knicks can get somebody. Uh, but, yeah.
1: We're not getting Giannis, so that's for sure.
0: Did you watch the new Space Jam?
1: No. I'm. I'm... I'm... I'm going to watch it. I am actively kind of boycotting it because I won't want to, I don't want to be disappointed and I'm really afraid I'm going to be.
0: Uh, I watched it. So there's a couple people that aren't gonna like it. The people mm-hmm. that go into it expecting what me and you watched growing up yeah, that's, that's not my, gonna happen. yeah that's it, it, you gotta approach it like coming to America too. It's been a while. The sequel's not gonna be you know it's not right after the story does not continue. Uh, there are little tidbits of you know hinting on the first one. And then two people who don't like LeBron James. They're gonna they're not even gonna watch it and they're gonna which I'm hate. so tired of. You I'm know, so like, tired of put it. Huh? I'm so tired of people
1: hating on LeBron James, dude.
0: Well it's yeah, hate the guy for being a great influence, you know. Our younger generation looking up to the guy, he's done nothing wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, and like, and like uh, financial taking like nothing into something, he's he's right there with Shaq. Right, and you gotta, he's an
0: entrepreneur. What you do. Here's what you do. You see that? LeBron flopped. Don't do that, son. Everything else, you do. There. Fixed it. Uh, it wasn't, you know, of course we have that. Here's the thing. Ask your kid, did they enjoy it? I asked my son. He loved it. He's watched it twice since then. Was pumped when he got a little LeBron James at McDonald's. There. Mission accomplished. That's it. Done.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, you talked about gold. We talked about little uh, John Gotti. We talked about, you mentioned the Bucks rings. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the Bucks ring?
0: Dude, was that thing was sweet. It's it's just like, it, it is probably the greatest ring ever made at this point. And where do they go from here? Like this one had a removable top. Uh, the first question I had when I looked at it is there's a diamond inside when you open it up that sticks out and you're like, Oh, what is that? It's the diamond placed where they ran out of the tunnel. Like that's how detailed they are getting. Um, it ranks up there. It's awesome. Definitely would love to have it. (laughs) Uh, yeah, there, I mean, what, what do you not like about it? Besides the fact that it's not your team on the, the logo,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I'm completely there with you. I mean, the only thing you can really do next time is like have a, a hologram that pops up of the individual player or some shit.
0: Like as that. soon as you said, what are you going to do? And you said hologram, that's exactly what. <laughs> unless it turns into an actual stadium to be yeah. made in, I don't know where you can go from there. Uh, this, um,
1: this is how we get to Transformers is through championship
0: football rings. And it's going to be Tom Brady at 75 years old. Dude, speaking
1: of Tom Brady, I have to throw this out. The video that he oh. released, like, ready for training camp, oh. where he's throwing it into the pitchback machine over and over and over, I'm like, he still got it. I mean, that was all in a row. That was one segmented. Like, that I'm was sure not was, I'm sure cut. there was no
0: editing, no no Michael Vick, a.k.a. Powery commercial from the early <laughs> 2000s where he throws it out of the stadium. None of that going on. Um, Olympics. Tom style.
1: Yeah, what about it? What do you what are you thinking? I mean, there's a couple things we can talk about here. I, I like the. I want to call out the few events that have happened first, right? You get the the uh, the 1500 swimming, um, which is cool if you follow swimming. I think it's cool even if you don't follow swimming because everything's cool in the Olympics. Um, you get to see a lot of sports you didn't even That's know existed. Goal,
0: yeah, swim, dude. Dude, they're talking about it's three Empire State Buildings long. Yes, it is a long ass swim. And it's somebody who is at like the most basic rookie level of like, I've swam some laps before. Like, mm, like, yeah. that's, okay, so it's almost a mile. Yes, yeah, it is a mile. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it exactly a mile?
1: I don't think it's exactly because it's meters. Okay. I think a mile, I think a mile 16, on the track is 1600. 16, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's why yeah. I thought I got real dumb there for a second. Um. Sorry, it's the whiskey. Uh, it's a dude that's like so. If you go to the pool, you go to the Y, and you're like, Oh, I'm gonna swim some laps 30 something like that's that's what it is back to back to back to back to back. Yeah, Not, and I've, no breathers. I have done that, I have done that twice in my life. But the crazy thing is, like, it's like running, like, swimmers would be like, Are oh, you you're a fucking pussy? Like, I do that every day, but for you, me, the fat dad bot guy who's just drank a beer. That's a lot, uh, but yeah, that's crazy.
1: That's crazy. You got skateboarding for the first time. Um, I think the the first Olympic gold medalist was from Japan in the women's. Um, I think that was a pretty cool accomplishment there in big Japan. And then surfing, um, our women bringing it home first American uh, gold medalist in surfing, first gold medal in surfing for women. Um, nice. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome, man. But let's let's talk about the elephant in the room uh, today. I think we have to at least address it. Um, the women's uh, gymnastics team during the team finals uh, Simone Biles pulls out you find out she's not physically hurt but there's a mental block there there's a lot of people fucking hating on her and I've got to call it out to like the Minuteman on Barstool I do like watching his stuff but I think he nailed it like fuck the haters take your mental health first you know you've already proven yourself that you're the greatest of all time and you still are going to come to the mat and do your best the right thing to do is if you're not in the mindset to do it give your team a chance right? Give your team a chance to step in there and perform. And they did. I mean, they got silver.
0: That's great. That's an amazing feat. I'm not going to pretend like I know the whole situation. I'll tell you, I'll go on my rant in a second, but I've got to ask. Um, I, I started seeing the the posts, you know, there was a meme that got shared and then it got shared again, trying to compare the the situation to like the softness of America. Was Was something going on where like they weren't giving her like max points because everyone else couldn't do that? Was there any truth to that?
1: Yeah, there is truth to that. There's a few great crazy things, but that's a long ongoing controversy. I mean, she's sitting out there doing like crazy difficulty. Nobody in the world can compete with, but they're not raising the difficulty level in accordance to the level of difficulty she's providing out there. So she's always fighting for 15s when really her max should be 16, 17 points. So she's always at a handicap in the situation, but she's expected to do those because that's where she puts herself.
0: Okay, I just wanted to touch on that before I even brought up but I'm I'm there I did see that here's the thing and uh, keyboard warriors you know I am not gonna tell Biles aka the goat aka you know great Houstonian greatest in the world if she says she can't go (laughs) yo (laughs) I'm gonna listen to her and that's it you know that's the thing uh, you can type whatever you want. You could say whatever you want. And the thing about it is, it's never somebody big because they all have the same point of view. They understand and they appreciate what she's done. And they have their, you know, if she's saying this, it's for a reason, right? It's going to be Tom, Dick, and Harry that are in their, you know, basements or me and you on this podcast, like that are going to be like, well, no, she should have stood up for the team. Yeah, well, you should go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, no, she's going to do what she needs to do. She's 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 done enough.
1: Uh, and she was honest about it. She said she was physically fine. It was just like mentally she was not in the headspace. She didn't pull a Jay Cutler. I mean, like she did not do that. So she got there and cheered on the her team up.
0: No, wasn't it wasn't. She was out there, cheered her team. Have you ever seen that? Exactly. Jay Cutler photos yeah. with the cigarette photoshopped into his mouth. Oh, yes. they're perfect. It's so good. <laughs>
1: Because uh, he looks like the kicker from The Replacements. Just, they're
0: just yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna um, lie. I do love me some Jay Cutler. But the fact that we're talking about <laughs> Jay Cutler as we're talking about Simone Miles,
1: like there's a problem with yeah.
0: that. There's a problem.
1: It's not a comparison. People need to stop making it. Like she's not that person. Um, she's still, you yeah. know, gonna see what she can, if she can go for the individuals. So we'll see what happens. But overall, I mean, you look at how well the rest of the field was. I think silver is a win here, man. We got to stop always saying, oh, the women's gymnastics, if they don't get gold, then, you know, it's a bust. No, dude, I mean, America's still doing well. We have more medals than anybody else. We're still trailing Japan in the middle in gold. But overall, I mean, we're still showing up to an Olympics that in many people's eyes shouldn't happen.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, um, I I did catch a little bit of that. I did see the replay of the, uh, the swimmer in lane eight that won the gold. That was awesome which is crazy because you're, you're wondering if, like, lanes three, four, and five even saw him. Uh, <laughs> and then the other thing I saw, I did wake up, and I saw America lose to France. We talked about this. Yep. How the Dream Team was just so explosive. And I know the Dream Team, you think about it, it's crazy. That was 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even over time, like, you look at Vince Carter, Duncan Overall, dude from Australia – or France, uh, everyone has kind of slowed Team USA down. Uh, and now it's just really competitive defensive basketball out there. And I did I did catch that game. Drew Holiday, props to him, man. He literally turned around and went there and bowled out in that game. Other than that, I'm trying to catch uh, Dressel. Is that his name? The swimmer? Phelps 2.0. I'm trying to catch him when I can. I have his schedule, I'm trying to keep track of that. Other than that, I haven't watched too much. It's one of those things where they're early in the morning. Uh, so I'm catching the highlights when I can. I shared my favorite moment of all time. It was a 4x100 uh, freestyle relay from 2008. Michael Phelps and them, Lochte. Kat. That is up there for me in not only greatest Olympic moment, but greatest sports call of all time. Like I've watched that a thousand times. I get chills every time I hear the whole, he's definitely tightening up. Lottie's catching him. Ah!" Like it's fucking like, oh, I'm getting chills right now. And I do a shitty job doing an imitation of it. Did you watch Uh,
1: NBC's like they let the, the swimmers do the breakdown, like the post they did like a special on the breakdown of that swim and they interviewed each one of them. And like no. what were you thinking? Yeah, that was pretty cool.
0: Oh, um, I'm gonna have to check that out. That is the like, oh I I and now like as I'm talking about it and getting so pumped, it's up there with like, you know, for me, you know, Crabtree's cat Crabtree. Like yes. <laughs> it is there for me. So that is awesome. Uh definitely gonna dive into the Olympics more as they get going.
1: What about uh, Dean Boxel's uh, reaction? That's the Australian... Uh, oh, is that the dude
0: going psycho-grabbing the rails?
1: <laughs> he did
0: like three humps, and then he did... <laughs> pure what you emotion, <laughs> man. Pure emotion. Pure love and thrill for their athlete just all released. And as a exactly. dude who was a shitty coach, but I did get to coach, and when you see them, your players, and I did team sports, so I could only imagine individual sports. It's like, like watching a child. Right. And you get no more like, yeah, when you know, you played shitty high school football like me and you. We were proud of ourselves, but there's just it's a whole different level. So I can't even imagine the Olympics. And that's just pure joy right there.
1: Not that I don't want to stop keep talking about the Olympics, but got a couple other things. Um, like we said, football's coming back. We're gonna do a deep dive next episode. We're setting up our fantasy football league. We'll give you our fantasy football breakdown. Not that you come here for that, but why the fuck not? Um, and the last thing, dude the guardians (laughs) guardians of the galaxy, right? That's what they are. Uh,
0: So this is as a, so
1: many options, so many options.
0: There are are so many options. And this is not as a, you know, this isn't the Yankees changing their team name. So I can't, and I'm saying that because I'm a Yankees fan, not because I think, you know,
1: so I don't want a world series like recently.
0: Right. So I had to dive into, like, how on Twitter, how were Cleveland fans taking it? And it was the same reaction I had. Meh. <laughs> and, and and I think I, I don't know if I've talked about this before. I had the Cleveland Indians hat growing up after watching Major League. I loved it. It was one of my favorite hats. You grow up. You understand. Your times change. Okay. Roll with it. Uh guardians people kind of said the same thing generic. But then again, you know, in the sports world, what what names new or not generic? Unless you're like the minor league team called the Sock Puppets that I just saw today and probably will buy their hat, or you know, uh in, sure minor league baseball team, and then you know they have the backstory with the bridge. Apparently, these are the guardians of traffic which don't say that because it makes it sound worse than the name itself. The logos, the little Mickey Mouse Actually, the funniest thing I saw was, you know how the new the new logo has the white wings? Somebody put a meme of uh, Paulie from The Sopranos with his hair and they're like, oh, now it's cool. <laughs> uh, I get it. Indians, Guardians, uh no it's safe spiders i thought was the popular option and there was a lot of cool things you could have done with that can you talk can you imagine the uniforms with the webs and yeah all you know, that spider-man days on? yeah uh but uh, the nationals that's another I think yeah that's but the nationals has
1: it. a point i mean it's dc
0: well, yeah, but they—I mean—they gave the backstory. They have the statues on the bridge; those are the guardians, and that's what—that's like, dumb. That's what they're doing. That's dumb. If you, you know,
1: have to give that backstory, people will read that and go, "What?" And you have to—if explain, like it's like if you have to explain a joke, it's not funny. Okay. So, did you know what the Knicks were named after? The Knickerbockers. No, but there's history to it. People, when it was named that, knew what the fuck it meant. There's history there. Yeah, it did, they didn't make up the Knicks thing. yesterday. Like the Aggies. Who knows what an Aggie was? People in 1930-something knew what an Aggie was, but do I now today? No, I have to tell you what an Aggie is.
0: Uh, I still don't want to know. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I get it. it. It'll hopefully grow in. I understand. Safe. We'll see. I'm uh, so, Like I, I said, I'm not enough. a diehard Cleveland Indian fan, so it's not like, oh, gosh, I can't believe they did that.
1: I'm, I wonder, though, the Washington football team, when they decide to actually make their real name change – if they look at this and go eh, maybe we shouldn't go safe maybe we should do something fucking cool. We'll
0: like see the their problems. Okay, so their <clears> problem <throat> is they've put pressure on themselves. The Guardians announced this in what, December and now they drop it in the middle of the year. Washington has is going to go have two seasons under that stupid fix, name where they get to decide and they have time and they've done the reach out to the community, take a vote. There's going to be some pressure on that one, and I yeah. agree with you. Red Wolves would be awesome. Red Wings, red tails, red tails, or tails would thank be you sweet. Uh, I, I, if they, like, there's a lot going on there. They can do the Washington. Uh, what was it? The what were they called? What was? Well, the, they can do the Indians now. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Moving on, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, I will see. It'll be interesting how the merchandise sells. It's sad when I think the Seattle Kraken of the NHL that's actually cool came name. with a cooler name. And cooler that's a cool name. Logo. Like it that's was, a cool it was, name. I wanted to buy merch just like that. Yeah,
1: I want to get a Kraken jersey. Why not? Um,
0: sure, why not? Fuck it. <clears throat> why
1: not? Fuck it. Uh, yeah. you know, the other one is like maybe Washington comes back with the Washington football team and spells it F-U-T-B-O-L. That'd be kind of
0: interesting. <laughs> so what's in the nose of that glass there, buddy? Man, I always kill segments with my good jokes. Uh,
1: Fruit. Red cherries. Classic hints of vanilla.
0: Now, remind me, we rated these. I know. I know. I don't remember what it was. And Rust Breed, I believe. You liked this one. I did. I think that was my second favorite after the 19... I would... so honey, cinnamon, red cherries. This is the three predominant ones. Not oaky. I think it was my second with. favorite after our nineteen fifteen mix.
1: Nineteen fifteen is a shit because nineteen twenty is just so good. So for me, the nose on this, I wish it was a little bit stronger. I'll give you that, but the the notes are just right. Right, they're everything you want. Like honey, you know, cherries, cinnamon. Nothing negative. Not overly oaky. This is a solid. I'm just gonna say a minus, B plus. Uh, uh, can I split that? No, let's let's go on the let's go on the high side. A minus.
0: A-. So Four Roses has a lot of you know it's one of those traditional old school Kentucky bourbons. Got good nose, classics. On this small bat select, and I've had you know regular small bats, Four Roses. It's been a very long time. It was actually given to me by a friend who didn't like it, but it was it was it was good, and I've had it several times since then. That's kind of like one of those, like, if you're at a restaurant or a bar and you're trying to keep it cheap, you'll grab a buffalo tray. Sometimes you'll just say, like, four roses for you uh, newbies out there. And if you don't agree with me, well, that's your problem. Dark chocolates on this one. Vanilla. It definitely was given. It was. I was told it was a dessert bourbon sweet. I get that more in the taste, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But yeah, it's definitely one of your more traditional your vanilla, your oak, but with a little bit more dark chocolate nose. I like that.
1: I would I would yeah, agree that's probably desserty. I wouldn't call it dessert bourbon, yes. but desserty.
0: M- milk chocolate melted a little bit.
1: What's the proof on that one?
0: 104.
1: Does it smell
0: like 104? Um Not oh, so the, I get this sting in the back that says I'm 104. Initially, mm. no. Initially, it's a smooth 104, but then kicks in the back, which you know, 104 isn't you know to the true bourbon drinker who it's, likes to get. It's high a sweet smooth. spot. Yeah, well, a little bit six more points in my my sweet spot, but it's I'll funny you it say a, that. I'll give it a B plus.
1: Okay, it's funny you say that because I'm looking here like. Four Roses barrel strength or like single barrel barrel strength, right? Um, it's a 10-year, but I've never seen one a person at 55%. So it's 110 proof. Um, it's that, It's kind of like that square brown bottle. Yes. You know what I'm talking yes. about? I've never seen one in person. Um, I've had a single barrel, but not the barrel proof. I just wish like, that's one thing about Four Roses. I wish they kind of upped into the ante of more of the barrel proofy, like 120s, mm-hmm. 130s. All right, so I think it's time for us to get into our third dram. What about you, man? Sounds good. All right, so third dram. We're just going to label this section. This is
0: going to be complex.
1: It is, a lot like our palette. Uh, mm. The NCAA. There's <laughs> a lot of shit going on. So we're going to break into three segments, and we'll kind of walk through those here in a second. But NIL, name, image, and likeness. Conference Realignment, which it could be its own freaking podcast by itself, and then the future of the NCAA. So what do you want to start with, Conference Realignment or NIL?
0: Uh, NIL, because I don't have a lot to say about that.
1: Okay. Name, image, and likeness. For those who aren't aware, uh, the NCAA essentially, there was a court ruling. The NCAA said, okay, we'll go ahead and give players the abil- the ability to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Um, and as a result, the last three weeks have been a very, very interesting time in collegiate history, just in general. Some athletes, you know, starting to monetize their TikTok or their Instagram or YouTube videos, right? Um, you've had Reggie Bush and a few others saying, reinstate my wins if I'm Ohio State, reinstate my Heisman, uh, Heisman Trust if I'm Reggie Bush. And you've had recently some players being That's offered that seven, yeah, Seven figure deals. So, and then you have individuals like David Shaw weighing in and saying, this is not really a players making money off their likeness. This is players making money off of the Alabama name. Right. So let's break that um, down, man. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, no right, wrong opinion here. I just um, I'm curious where your head's at. Like, was it the right thing to do? Are we going too far? Is this going to be you, kind of like a. You
0: want my honest opinion?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I. don't give a shit. As in, like, this should be happening. It should happen a so long like time ago. If anybody ago. wants to be, you're right. If anybody wants to do the controversy thing, uh, with what David Shaw said, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, you got the basketball twins out of Fresno State who are getting a fat check. That's not yeah. the Alabama name. That's Fresno State. You know, you got these little guys that are, are banking on themselves. Somebody, huh, who was it? Small-time quarterback somewhere out there is literally telling people that if you want me to talk for an hour, it's going to cost you like $10,000. The big guys are going to get big money. Yeah. The little guys are going to get little money. Get what it, you can. Do what you can. But that's, that's capitalism
1: as finest. I mean, that's what America's made on, man.
0: And then I like what like Barstool did. Yeah, they're yeah. telling people, yeah. Hey, throw us, we'll sponsor you. That's all awesome. I say I don't I I say I don't give a shit. Like if I'm watching Bama and Auburn on Saturday, I'm not telling, oh shit, that quarterback dropping back's making a million dollars. I'm 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 watching. We don't even do it with the pros. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so good for them. They deserve it. Sure. So, moving on.
1: My my take on this, and I'm not gonna belabor, belabor the point. I think it's a rubber band effect right now. I think that the labor. I'm not going to be labor, belabor. I'm not going to you're not extend go
0: labor. You're a man. <sighs> you, no, she'll extend. You won't extend. You done? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm not going to belabor the point. I think because of,
0: you extended. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm
1: trying to keep shit in the show right now. Um, right,
0: sorry, I didn't mean to belabor you.
1: <clears throat> you're welcome. So I'm not going to extend this conversation longer than it needs to be. Um, But I think it's a rubber band effect right now. I think when you open a market and the market's going to go a free market, right? There is a certain level of extension that it can take, elasticity, if you will, economically. And then it's going to snap back to normalcy. But right now, we're seeing all the wild and out contracts. We're seeing the wild and out offerings because people are like, oh, shit, oh, shit. How far can it go? And we're going to reach that snapback effect, right? I think we all thought, hey, you know, some kids are going to some free steaks at the mom and pop steak shop. But what it's turning into now is people making multimillion dollars off of like MB- ESPN sponsorships. Like that may be where we go, but I think there's a there's a regulation or a, a not to say a regulation, there is a normaling effect that's going to take place in the next probably year to two where we'll snap back and realize, say, NBA players, NFL players, really make more money, more bang for our buck. These college players fizzle out because once they get to the NFL, you don't know whether they're going to bring their full game or not. They're still going to be the cream of the crop. Your Trevor Lawrence's and Clemson are going to make their money. So be it. I think the more important topic here, though, is what we kind of alluded to in the beginning, is the players that were – their records were taken away. Their their awards were taken away. They were putting the asterisk on the record books, whatever it may be. You know, the Johnny Menzels, maybe not Johnny Menzels, but the Terrell Pryors, right? These players that have had essentially either everything they did in college, all their achievements stripped away because of a stupid rule, should retroactively have their rule, have their records reinstated. I just think it's – I think Ohio State should have their wins reinstated. And when's the last time you think you'd ever see me say, hear me say that? Never. But they should.
0: Um It was tattoos. Okay. okay, so I'll go from not giving a shit to playing a little bit of devil's... Head, I don't I like opinion.
1: when you do this. Because you go, what about this? What about this? What about this? Okay. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> rules are rules at mm-hmm. the time. So, so you think...
1: You think everybody, everybody in prison right now for a a weak charge?
0: <laughs>
1: stay in prison. Same. I mean, it's similar. I was gonna
0: say something like, "Hey, they eventually invented the three point line, so three point lines, you know, <laughs> <three point laughs> lots. Um But rules are rules at the time. Rules change. It wasn't to too long ago event. that hey, don't forget, it wasn't too long ago that in the state of Texas at night you had to stay sixty five or below. So that rule changed. Rules change.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever adhered to that rule, and I never knew it was a rule. So
0: I don't give a shit. I thought of the most devil's advocate thing I could say. I think you give Reggie his Heisman. I just, I just want to have fun with you. If anything, I try to be a poor man's Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith, which we fall well short of. Whoa. But
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't know if I want to be compared to Stephen A. Smith oh, right now.
0: Oh, okay. I'll chime in on that. He said, sorry, it was bad. He apologized literally all day long. Should he have said it? No. Are you going to fire Stephen A. Smith? No.
1: No, but I've never liked Stephen A., though, so I'm a little
0: biased. very good point. I had this argument with somebody else earlier. Why don't you like Stephen Mm -hmm. A. Smith? Because he's
1: overly aggressive, brash, arrogant, and doesn't let someone get a word in edge Perfect.
0: What has made Stephen A. Smith who he is and all the money that he's made?
1: All of that doesn't mean I have to like oh, it.
0: Thank you. All right.
1: D- that Moving change. on. I don't like him. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> I don't know what your point was My there. My point but... is that's what okay, he does.
0: That's who he is. No, and that's what's no, got him. Where doesn't he's doesn't at. like that? Whether you like him, I like him, anybody likes him, who I love him.
1: Think everybody loves to hate him. Those who don't like him love to hate him. How about that?
0: Okay, so like if you had to, okay, let's like Stephen A, Colin Cowherd, and Skip Bayless. And I say that because I know you aren't a big fan of any of them, but you had to listen to one of them
1: Colin. Oh, fuck. I know I was going to rile you up.
0: I'll take Stephen all day. I do love Stephen A. Smith.
1: I, I hate Skip Bayless.
0: I, I hate uh, Skip Bayless so much. But see, I have to tell myself the same thing. Skip Bayless, I don't like him for the same reasons that like people don't like Stephen A. Smith. He plays devil advocate just about as good as anybody, and he does that, okay, all right, and then he does that thing, and, then he, and he goes into it, and you know what he's going to do. Um. So, yeah, anyway, what else we got? conference favorite, alignment you my want my favorite thing about more?
1: skip I mean, yeah we could hold on say it again
0: no go go with my favorite
1: so my favorite thing about skip bayless is the fact that shannon sharp makes him look stupid
0: <laughs> i love me some shannon sharp man i was watching uh i, do too. I think he was i love his twitter more than anything i, I don't I, can... I don't know his twitter i know for sure it was the first hard knocks it was the baltimore ravens uh, I I don't know if it was 2001. Yeah, I think it was the year after they won the Super Bowl. Holy cow, when that rookie imitates him, do you remember that? If you don't and you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, look at it. It was like when the kangaroo hat was in style, you know, the the circle hat, you yep. know, LL Cool J, and a rookie imitates him, and it was one of the best moments on Hard Knocks. But, yeah, I do like me some uh, Jen Sharp. But uh, yeah, all right. So, so we can spend
1: an hour on conference realignment, or
0: let's let's jab it. Let's quick jab it real quick. Let's Floyd Floyd Mayweather it, hit it real fast. Give it our quick punches and get going. Just get our paycheck and get out. Okay. Um, if you've lived under a rock. OU and UT are changing the landscape of college football. They have asked to end their contracts with the Big 12, but there's a lot of discussion going on that it's going to happen a lot sooner than 2025. Mm -hmm. And they formally requested they want to go to the SEC. 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 Let's keep it simple. Yep. Good or bad?
1: For who? For then. Good point. For the eight teams left in the Big Twelve, bad. For the SEC and everybody associated with it, great. And a oh, And fan, I mean, you had to bring me around on this, right? So emotionally, I want to say no. I want to say Why? no because I want them to crash and burn and fucking pile become a pile of rubble. Because I'm because I'm because I'm because I'm, I'm petty as fuck, dude. I'm petty. Okay. I now, disagree. realistically, do I want OU and Texas in the same conference? I'd rather play OU and Texas every year than Alabama. So if they realign it and Alabama goes to the East, sure, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I would love to whoop Texas' ass for the next five years while shit gets figured out. It'd be great. Um, I've been wanting to whoop their ass for the last 10 years. But at the end of the day, um, it's the right move for everybody involved financially. Now, the eight teams left, including your, your Red Raiders, they've got some shit to figure out, like – i feel for them right
0: <clears throat> no i agree this is an absolute move for money selfish it as fuck sense. right unless you're one of the eight schools and you have emotional feelings and you're like oh shit i can't get a part piece of that but, pie yeah it makes sense um, but does
1: texas not make a selfish move the Longhorn Network was a selfish AF move. And they're basically saying, fuck everybody else Excited besides Oklahoma. We're going to be selfish as fuck and go
0: to SEC. It's, it's it was a... so selfish that anyone was like, I want a channel too. No, because we're petty as fuck. SEC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of Colin Cowherd, I texted you this other day. I do not agree with almost anything that man says, but he made a point. Uh, he talked about going to see UT and the USC game, Vince Young. And he talked about He made a good point that he felt Austin fit in better with the Big 12 because of the city, the technology. California 2.0. Yeah, pretty much. And that was a good point. I wouldn't give him that. But money, cream of the crop. Texas and OU belong with the cream of the crop because of the programs that they've built, regardless of – the success that UT has had recently, they do belong. Hasn't
1: had, hasn't had
0: right? Hasn't had. The lack of a success. Okay. <laughs> um, the programs sell themselves. You know, it is a pretty shitty situation for the other eight schools. Yeah. So,
1: I, I think you've got a few schools, in my opinion. Um, and I, I read somewhere where like Baylor and TCU will like end up being shafted more than anybody else get relegated to like, you know, the Mac, um, becoming a G five school. I don't know that's necessarily They'll true. Kick ass in that league, whatever. <clears throat> yeah. So I think you know, Iowa State's got a good shot to go Big Ten. Um, I think tech has a really good shot to go either. Geographically speaking, they could play in either. Um, Pac twelve or Big Ten. Uh, I, I think
0: I, there's a shot in hell at the Big Ten. I think it's Big Twelve. I think it's Pac 12 or bust
1: sure but but the thing that the tech has going for them is we're not just talking football here we're talking basketball too
0: exactly that's why th- but at the end of the day and i read another article about this nobody's talking baseball and basketball right now nobody mm-hmm. but they should nobody's be basketball that. they should they be. should be they should baseball. be but they're not yeah. football's going to control football's king we do everything sure. and then you're talking about a program in texas Tech right now, and it has been the last couple of years, is a basketball school. But at the end of the day, this is a football move. They have to go Pac-12. That's it. I don't even want. They can make it work. They could make it work if you stay and the eight teams stay, and you pull in a Houston and a BYU or Cincinnati. But I still, there are still things that intrigue me about the Pac-12. That I think financially, I think you're going to have that matchup against, you know, given the geographics, you know, two different um, leagues, Stanford against Arizona, against Arizona State, against Cal, against Oregon, against, I think those are just, those are games that can sell. And I think it makes sense. And then, yes, you roll basketball into that. That would be freaking sweet for Texas Tech to play in the Pac-12.
1: So let's talk about I, the. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Sorry. No, that's it. Yeah, I think
0: it's I think it's Pac-12 or bust if they do leave, which they are leaving. So let's
1: talk about the three biggest losers here, right? So I think we can both agree that K-State is. I don't know. They're lost, dude. They're they're in la la land. I don't think anybody wants them um Iowa State's good to go. Kansas, I think their basketball program is going to save them here, even though they're talking well, basketball. Yeah.
0: And I read the other day that Kansas was the first one, besides once they were like, okay, UT and Oklahoma, they started talking to the Big Ten already.
1: Well, and then like West Virginia's set. I mean, they're ACC all day, right? They'll be in there like a bag of chips.
0: Like they'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: uh, and they're I a natural know. fit they- geographically. I think they are. And I think they bring some a little Pat bit more. Pat McAfee
0: to... touched on this the other day. I have to listen mm-hmm. to it again. But he, I think he said he'd rather go Big 10. He's a pretty big West Virginia alumni. But no, uh, that's I would a fair enough. have to enough. listen to it again.
1: But I think they're okay, is what I'm saying. TCU, I look, keep looking at TCU and Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State could do a Big 10 push. I think it's possible. Um, mm-hmm. TCU and Baylor, like they are. Kansas is effed. TCU and Baylor are on the bubble, man. I don't know. I don't know what you do if you're them. Like Baylor's president put out his big ass statement. Basically, it was like three pages of a resume that was their official statement. Like, please come get us. Someone save us.
0: <laughs> uh, I think initial reports were like, and it makes sense. And I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying because of I went to Tech, which you know. But because of the basketball program, because of some success at the football level and and so forth, I've read that Pac-12 should grab Oklahoma State, TCU, and Tech. And I actually think – oh, yeah, I just found it. KU called Big Ten as soon as all that broke out. So they were setting themselves up quick. I think that makes sense. Baylor – They've had basketball success. Yes, obviously. But um, but I not, mean, a, this isn't a basketball move.
1: I know, but I mean, it's something to add to your resume. But football, I mean, other than a few good years, they've they've struggled.
0: Uh, they turned it around quicker than the Tech did.
1: Turned around quicker than Texas did.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. And there's it's, a lot of pieces, but is this is, definitely is, something to be?
1: Is this the end of the Big Twelve? Yes. Okay, they don't hold together as the Big Eight.
0: No, it won't hold together as the Big Eight. And then if you, even if you add like Houston or in Cincinnati, there's just not. It's just financially, no. These teams they, they become like, a
1: G five. I mean, G six.
0: Tech now. Tech needs to go in. It's like I like said, Tech Tech and everyone else needs to grab onto somebody else's coattails and stay afloat.
1: So, how are you going to handle the Tech games? <laughs> I'll play those. I mean, you'll be the last. Everybody be watching Tech because it'll be the last Texas game being played every day, every day.
0: That was that was something that that uh, actually was brought up in something I read, which I know this is like the fourth time I've said an article. I really need to get better sources. Um, that that would give them a new market for the Pac-12. Sure. Time wise, mm-hmm. you know that in central our- time zone.
1: Our buddy Keith is moving out to California. He'll be able to watch Tech on a regular basis without waking up at nine o'clock in the morning. We're starting games at
0: nine o'clock, and he'll be drinking at nine o'clock in the morning too. He will indeed um, been there with him. Uh, yeah, no. So, future of the NCAA. So
1: that's where I've I've read a lot of articles. Like the SEC at this point, like they can pretty much do whatever they want. We've seen the NIL stuff lay out, conference realignment. You got to wonder, like, what what power does the NCAA have in five years?
0: I don't know. The craziest thing I heard today was from a reporter on ESPN. She said that there's a possibility like it's the 32-team conference just controlling everything like the NFL, and I really don't... I don't want to see it. I don't don't want to see it, but it doesn't blow my mind if that were to happen. It's not impossible. But there you are. You sit in there as an Aggie. Jumped in the boat a long time ago. Does Oklahoma set you back?
1: Uh it depends how the conferences line up. I think this is where I
0: They'd be I, in the same conference.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that I think the SEC has to realign, right? So I think Alabama does go east, which poor everybody in the East right now, <laughs> like they're gonna hate life. But I think they have to except for Florida. Yeah, but I mean geographically speaking, you know, you're gonna have you do have a new West. Um, I don't think that anybody is going to be worse than Alabama. I'd much rather play Oklahoma twice than Alabama once, frankly. Um, Well,
0: Lane can build that. He can. He can. Um, Did you see what he posted today? No. Well, the Old Miss football team tweeted today. No, I didn't see it. It it was essentially like it said, like, it just means more here. Something along those lines, and there was a picture of a – Texas guy trying to tackle an Ole Miss player as He was scoring a touchdown, and it was an um, Oklahoma player trying to tackle an Ole Miss player as He was. It was just basically like the Rebels doing some work on both those teams.
1: I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen, dude. I think Oklahoma's gonna come in and do well. Texas, I think, is gonna gonna struggle for another five years.
0: I don't know about five years. I automatically, if this were to happen, tech, Oklahoma becomes top three. Mm-hmm. Texas is middle I mean you have to think about it they've lost to teams like Iowa State they've lost to teams like Maryland they've lost to just middle of the California within the last couple of years that may have been more than what I'm remembering but yeah they become middle of the pack right now because they are rebuilding from Charlie Strong and Tom Herman.
1: sure but they're gonna they're gonna run to the same thing that a did dude like the game's just different in the SEC on a week-to-week basis right like they're gonna take some time to get comfortable yeah. and be able to play those teams year after year. I mean, I see like yeah, Ole Miss and Mississippi State being able to
0: – I texted you this. Yeah, it took dude, I mean, nine seasons in like Jimbo Fisher.
1: Well, I mean, and you have one good season with Johnny, right? So – but beyond that, like it, you don't know who's going to win every weekend. Like Ole Miss is going to take you to a shootout every weekend. I'm not sure Texas can compete with what they've got. I just don't think they can.
0: Yeah. Um, recruiting, it's, gonna it's going to It's going to make
1: it – It will, yeah. I think that's true.
0: But we're the only Texas school. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's one of the number one reasons. There's two things: it's recruiting, and then it's pettiness as fuck. Like that's the two reasons Aggies don't want to happen. I'm kind of excited about it. The more I dwell on it, because at least we'll get the game back. Okay, that was it. Will be Thanksgiving game. You're
0: touching on that because that was a big text thread that I had.
1: Because I'm tired of playing fucking LSU at the end of the year. Like I'm tired of it. Just put them in the middle of fucking year. That doesn't mean shit. I'm tired of this fake. Fucking rivalry that doesn't exist. Other than seventy two, seventy four, nothing else oh, matters. No, like, none that's
0: not a thing. LSU and seventy two, seventy four is a
1: thing. thing. Nobody, but it was just that kind of concocted. A Nobody,
0: <laughs> sure, 12 people do.
1: No, <laughs> no, you're right. No, it is an illusion but that if, that SEC
0: tried to cook this up. This is the first it. It. It's not a thing. No, so the you rival- who, so you who was sp- the rivalry that bad? Yeah, dude. I'm, I think, I think, it, I think I feel- it needs to. I'm not. I've told you, I am a realist. I am the outside guy looking in. I went. Mm-hmm. I pride myself. Uh, here's the thing being an outsider. But here's the thing with, with a dark past. Here's the thing. We may not beat you on the field. Well, we can beat you on the court now. But I guarantee you, pregame, we're going to whoop some ass. Like, we are going to take some names. And we're gonna whoop some ass at Texas Tech Pre-game. You mean
1: pre pre gaming in the parking lot?
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, That's what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, oh okay. I'm, no, I'm talking about yeah, that. You're minor. gonna drink the
1: entire Pac-12 under yes. the table.
0: Yes, Pac-12, <laughs> SEC. We will hang with any of them. Like <laughs> beer pong, Edward Forty Hands. Like we will dr- we will outdrink you. We may not outthink you, but we will outdrink you. Uh,
1: There's your slogan for Tech. <laughs>
0: Yes, going into the pact. I, I am I love a, it. a realist, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to say that I don't know, but that. I
1: feel like that slogan really we will not outthink you, we will
0: absolutely, you, or we may you not. Bet you bet your ass, we will. Uh, all right,
1: so I think that's a great segment about drinking. Um, let's go ahead and give our tasting notes and our palate on this, uh, on this whiskey. How do you spell whiskey with an E? Without.
0: It depends where I'm vacationing that day.
1: <laughs> in my mind.
0: If I'm over in the Idols of Ireland, it's without one. Indubitably. I'm drinking this Four Roses right now that says whiskey with an e. um, I texted you. We really got to stop saying that. Apparently, we talk a lot. I got chocolate on the nose. And I got like a lemon cake, a lemon tart on the palate. Lemon, honey, sweeter things. I agreed with my buddy. Maybe he planted it in my head, but it was already. It is a sweeter dessert. Um, but then it's followed by the. It has a good lingering on the tongue. Oak Vanilla. Go figure for a Kentucky bourbon. But I, the lemon cake is a big thing that stands out to me, which he did not get when I told him that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give this a solid B plus on the tongue uh, palette as well.
1: I think I made a mistake. I got into the fourth dram before we were ready for the fourth dram. So this is going to be hard. Um,
0: you got into the fourth dram before we got into- Oh, you're drinking. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so I made a slight mistake. I got into the fourth tram before we were ready for it, so this guess it's going to be challenging. Light, friendly, side oakiness, honey throughout. No real after bites. It's very oily, coach your tongue. Whiskey butter. Not it's not whiskey butter. It's it's got more of a it's got a slight bite to it. Um yeah, I it's it's kind of like a peppery note, but it's not very aggressive. I would sure I would I would account it to like whiskey pepper butter. Like some good butter, but with a little bit of pepper in there. Uh that's gonna be I buy that. Yeah, it sounds good, right? Um overall, solid B plus. On the palate. On the pallet. Yeah, this is not anything that's going to overwhelm you as amazing. And I think that's similar to what we kind of ran into with it. Great. Because it's so okay, good I'm on gonna the ask nose. You a,
0: sure. I'm going to ask you a question we get into our overall ratings, but I'll save that. Let's get into that fourth trim officially over that goal line. Let's do it.
1: Oh, that was aggressive. Uh
0: That was a slammer. Let me do that again.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you dropped a... A fucking Bailey's into an Irish car bomb right
0: there. Um, oh, that sounds so good. does right sound good right now. now. Um, like I said, I will drink you. I don't think you... <laughs> uh, we did some... We talked about our favorite movies earlier. We did some theatrical research this week. A little uh, we, uh,
1: What in the World of Whiskey? Whiskey documentaries is what we're calling this. Absolutely.
0: Season. We uh, made it a homework goal to watch Bourbon Heist.
1: Good us. Good was job, off us. off
0: Netflix it was a heist and it was about pappy
1: so it's which, technically under the show called heist and then it's Pappy's, like part 1 and 2
0: yeah okay. um which people are just giving each other so much shit online because it's on the on the whiskey blogs which you can't put anything on the whiskey blogs without getting shit because you have to think about it it's guys that are drinking whiskey sometimes drunk sometimes you know not drunk just most of the time drunk clothes. It's, it's,
1: it's a bunch of a bunch of that and crotch shots is the only thing you get.
0: So so by the time that guy, like the third person put, have you seen Heist? People have already been like, yeah, we all fucking seen Heist. Stop talking about it. Uh, let me beat off to my Kentucky Deluxe. Anyway.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> anyway, that was just a side note that I caught this weekend, but we watched that. And then I had told you that I was more excited about the JD documentary. Chasing Whiskey, which was the untold story of Jack Daniels, which I had seen that somebody posted on one of the the Facebook pages, the trailer, and I was like, oh, that looks fucking awesome. And I love me some Frank Sinatra, Jack Daniels history, even though it doesn't go into that too much. Uh, So, yeah, we watched both of those, got them done. So this is our official unofficial review. what We thought about both of them. And let's start with Bourbon Heist. Of course, we'll end with the, of course, obvious question of which one did we prefer more. But what did you get at Bourbon Heist there, Dick?
1: I mean, Bourbon Heist is a story that we knew. Um, I don't think we had the full backstory. We didn't have the first sound accounting, first-hand accounting of. Um, I think this can be spoiler, spoiler alerts on both of these, right? So if you haven't watched them, pause it, come back to our comments. But I'm not going to not talk about it. I thought overall, overall, very interesting story. Um, the reason I'm drinking Rust breed tonight is because the reason he actually got busted was for wild Turkey um, or unaccounted for painted over wild Turkey barrels. and sound like what the most of what they were selling, but what I got from it is it's really, really easy to apparently just steal a couple bottles of Pappy and walk out of a building. <laughs> like if you work there and it makes yeah, me wonder, used to be, <laughs> I wonder like what kind of accounting and like, like, system they have in place right now or they now that since all this happened but ultimately it's a story of one dude just trying to get by and make some money on the on the side because you know he sports and whiskey right that's the story of a lot of us and one really fucking annoying sheriff with like a dog with a bone that couldn't handle the fact that he got beat that that he needed to get reelected so damn bad that he was going to go to any lengths to ignore any amount of evidence to just pin it on one dude. And I think that's what really, really fucking bothered me with the entire thing. Like, Yeah. Theft is wrong. Sure. But if you're stealing something and people don't realize it's wrong, gone, is that really theft? I have to ask yourself that question. I have to ask you that question. I, I just don't know. Um, technically. Yes, it is. But at the same time,
0: it's it's good
1: old boys dude like it's it's the good old boys of kentucky
0: about you man it was so what i got out of it was i was glad that it wasn't like oh man this is gonna sound bad i'm glad it wasn't a bunch of nerds i'm glad it was a funny guy a funny group of people that i would have loved to hang out with and drink whiskey with yeah honestly the
1: the main dude kind of reminded me of you
0: oh god thank you so much for that i don't know how uh other than the fact that we drink whiskey and i would love some pappy um you know it was just some like people who loved it lived it cherished it enjoyed it but it, I, I say that but at the be, i don't know if he at the beginning didn't he say he like drank vodka or something when he started working there or something yeah
1: he didn't drink he didn't drink whiskey like, he drank right. vodka so and they were like he, like when the shift started like drink it or you're a snitch
0: Obviously changed right over yeah. time, uh. But like the softball crew, that would have been cool. Like I'm glad it was. Sh- oh man, that guy stole it. Yeah, you know. That's that what I'm
1: saying. Thing. Like he reminds me of you because I can see you being like the home run champ, the big dog on the field, and then you know you go to work at a whiskey place and you're like, I miss that, right? Because his God, wife basically told him like, give it up.
0: That sounds like my fucking dream right there. Yeah, know <laughs> sounds about right. It makes a lot of sense actually. Um. But no, that was the cool part. And then the whole like, so the guy who ended up actually stealing the pappy and the actor that they picked it—that was, was like, oh <laughs> whiskey nerd. Uh, guy ended up with it. Slimy
1: bastard. Uh,
0: like I could think of the guy that we could probably think of. Like, oh, he stole it. Ah, oh, shit. So yeah, that's that's what I got out of that. If anything, I had so the cool thing was I had a buddy text me. And he's, <laughs> dude, I'm watching Heist. Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, dude, I saw it two nights ago. Uh, it makes me want to go get some Buffalo Trace right now. And he's not like a legit whiskey drinker. So it's like, cool, go get you some. And then that led into get this, try this, go for this. Buy me like, a pappy. Was, yeah, buy me a pappy. So that was the cool part about that.
1: So I have to ask you, and I'm gonna derail just slightly off of it because we're gonna go into the JD one, unless you have anything to add. Sorry. No, I'm good. Okay. So I went up to give to visit our buddy Keith, right? Talked about going to New York and New Jersey. That's who I was seeing up there. I went to a local liquor store and they had a bottle of 10-year Pappy and a bottle of Stag 2019, uh, like George C. Stag, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Both listed at $6.99 either one of them worth it
0: no okay so no, george uh so george t stag, not stag, stag I had, and i had the 2019 uh oh stag junior no 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 no. it was regular stag okay george stag. i would spend easily
1: i have a number i want your hear yours
0: like no, no, no thoughts about it. I would spend two hundred on George T. Sack. If somebody put two fifty on a sticker, I would go back and forth, and I would probably walk out of there with it. Anything over no, not a chance.
1: We're close. Uh, I'm a one ninety nine all day guy, and two ninety nine, I'm walking out with it still.
0: Be oh, able so you would buy that. it for three hundred.
1: Two ninety nine, yeah, sure.
0: Okay, yeah. See, two two fifty. I'm probably still walking out. Uh, Pappy ten. Uh, I would say knock fifty bucks off of that. If it's one fifty, I'm definitely getting it. If it's at the two hundred, I'm going back and forth. And a lot of that has to do with just the fact that it's a name. I think I told you this. I don't know if we talked about it on our last episode. A buddy sent me a picture of Pappy 12. And I I texted him right away, How much did you pay for it? A grand. And I didn't have the heart to say,
1: Why?
0: Right. So, Pappy 12, 250. Pappy 10, it's 150. 200 may be walking out of it. I'm checking my bank account. I'm possibly giving the wife a heads up at 200, but not, I'm I'm walking out past that. But that's because I've had it. I've had it, so I know. But I I guess that's the easiest way I could answer that question for you.
1: That's fair. So the same guy, um, he I said Do you ever get anything else? Yeah, we had Pappy 23 two weeks ago. Uh, I said, oh, what'd you sell it for? He's like
0: 23.99. Ooh, daddy. but they don't know. And you're gonna get that guy who has the money who doesn't know and he'll walk in and it's probably pennies to them.
1: Yeah, it's it's a richer area. Um I texted you 199 for George G Stag Jr. Um and no. didn't didn't walk out with it. They were no. they had the stuff they had Weller 12 for 499. I was like, or no, I'm sorry, Weller Proof. I was like, No way no. Um, but that was in Arlington, Texas. So anyway, um,
0: uh, if Stag Jr. is one fifteen I'm probably twisting my That's a
1: hundred bucks. I'll buy it. I'll buy it a hundred. Yeah. I'm not paying one ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So the Jack Daniels documentary chasing whiskey. There was a lot of very interesting only in Tennessee. Are you going to see these things in that show? Um, Very interesting individuals. Very good call outs on the history of Jack Daniels itself. Um, I'm going to admit something to you, but then I'm going to give you your, I want to hear your thoughts. I, I sat down and I said, okay, I'm going to watch this. And I started drinking Jack Daniels barrel proof single barrel, right? One of my favorite, favorite things. And I said, you know what? Let me go get a, a dram of Jack. And I hate to admit this so much. I'm going to do it right now. As much (laughs) shit as I've talked about Jack, Jack is, I love Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof, right? Jack is literally just a toned down version of that. And it's, it's not bad to just sip on. It's really, did I hate saying that? Hate it. I hate admitting it, but I'll admit when I was wrong. Maybe it's a maturity thing. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's, I had the barrel proof and I could get rid of the, the unsavory tastes of the regular, but it's not bad, man.
0: It's not bad. I have a huge smile on my face right now. But I will ask you, did you think that at the beginning, during, or end of that documentary?
1: Um, it was about a third through. I finished my first dram and I said, Let me go just get a dram of Jack. And it literally is if Jack Daniels barrel proof single barrel is dialed up to twelve, Jack's dialed up to six.
0: Six? Oh, we're fucking best friends. Okay. Um you so you have a bottle of Jack at your house. Yeah. Nice. Um it made it cool, right?
1: It did until he got into like some of the weirder pieces of Jack Daniels itself and but yeah.
0: Okay, so you're saying weird. That may actually have been my favorite part of the documentary. We'll talk about that in a second. It it was a confirmation. So the documentary itself was okay. I I will tell that. And and this is gonna sound snobby, but it's not, it's just what it is. They spent a lot of time on the making of whiskey and somebody like me and you who have been to the distilleries somebody who have have watched the youtube videos we know how whiskey's made uh the charcoal filter that was something i had not seen before that was cool i hadn't
1: seen that yeah i agree
0: i i thought it was a completely different i pictured like pipes with charcoal lining and it gets filtered through there that was no they they fill these drums up with a shitload of charcoal and it takes like 10 days to drip through them or something um, that was awesome. So there was a lot of the documentary spent on that, which I I knew. Um, there was a lot of the documentary spent on, like, I knew Frank Sinatra, which I can watch over and over again. Not a lot. Not as much as I would have liked. Uh, the rock and roll stuff, the slash stuff, that was cool. But you're talking about, like, the... Well, before we get into that, it just made drinking Jack Daniels cool. And then when they say things like it's the most drank whiskey in the world, which I don't know if that's true. I think Jim Beam actually may be the most drank bourbon. I'm sorry, not whiskey, but bourbon in the world. That makes sense. But you go back. It took me on a time machine. When you were in college, you drank cheap shit. But if you showed up with Jack Daniels, you were cool. Like the guys were going to want to hang out with you. The guys were going to take pools of it. You were going to kill it. I had a lot of my best conversations when we were killing a bottle of Jack. I've had a very uh, influential conversation with an individual when we killed a bottle of Jack. Like there's a lot of things. And then that led me like into, let me play some Frank Sinatra while I, I drink Jack Daniels. Let me have a glass, two fingers, Jack straight done um so that was that was the cool part of it i'm not a big eric church fan i did get some appreciation there was too much eric church Not really I mean, yes. it was too long i appreciated him a little bit more but are you talking about like the weird stuff are you talking about like the um what what do you what do you what are you talking about when you say that
1: so when i say the weird stuff i think more you talking like- about like
0: the nearest green stuff
1: like that he had no 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 no. i love that i love the fact that that the jack executives sat there and took a step back and said okay thank you for bringing this to me how do we do this right how do we make it okay i'm glad you and any criticism otherwise is
0: wrong i wish there was more of that
1: history because you can go to the store and pick up uncle nearest yes like and like and there's i really think it's just them pulling off a historical figure but the fact that I didn't realize Jack Daniels was 5'2". I didn't realize he was the 10th child and he was basically neglected. His mom died. And he was four months old. I had no idea behind okay. that. Um, a lot of that was really cool. The weird stuff was like, why did they interview that one dude's daughter and she had to talk about her boyfriend being kin? That
0: had no relevancy to the entire it, but story. It did. That, that showed how Because it's Lynchburg very Tennessee. Was. I'm sorry. Yeah, too tight. Not, uh, wait, Lynchburg, right? No. Yeah, 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 yeah Lynchburg.
1: Yeah. No, it's not fair. Uh, it's it's too tight, too tight.
0: <laughs> no, and that was just a that was a definition of like oh shit everybody knows everybody in this small ass town, but this is the largest. An like it is one of the most world renowned. Like crazy, I think that's what it was doing. Yeah,
1: I and I get it. I get what their point they were trying to drive home. They also like to I liked the nuance of that specific case. Leaving like, yes, you know, Jack Daniels Distillery, yes. and then at the end of the episode or that the end of cool. the show, yeah. made it all Australia. No, as a history um,
0: buff, I love the nearest screen. I love the documents. I love when they went into the files and they with the white gloves opened up and, like showed mm. Jack Daniels. I wish there was more of that. I needed I needed less process and more of that.
1: History, yeah.
0: Yeah, which with Jack Daniels, I'm sure they could have done a shitload of
1: And I'm sure it was intentional to, like, track that case all the way to the Outback. But take a step back, and how different are the people in the Outback drinking it in the bar versus the people in Tennessee and Lynchburg drinking it?
0: I guarantee you.
1: They have a lot in common.
0: (laughs) That. They both can kick my ass. There's no (laughs) doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right. So the obvious question. What did Mm -hmm. you enjoy more?
1: I would say I enjoyed the, the the Chasing Whiskey documentary more overall. But my favorite character out of both series was the guy who actually stole the whiskey and ran the little Enterprise. You did yeah,
0: like the two brothers?
1: Dude, like, could you be more identical? And then I thought that, I, and this is one thing that kind of bothered me and irked me a little bit is, would you drink anything other than Jack Daniels?
0: No, why would you? You know like, they're drinking other things than Jag.
1: But they're just like an arrogant thing to say. And I get you work there. No. <laughs> I don't know that they are, dude. I don't know that they are.
0: Now, if I went up to you and I was like, are you watching anything other than AM football? And you're on national television for an AM documentary, what do yes. you say? Yes. You're full of shit. You're no. full <laughs> of shit. You're full of shit. I picture I'm not like full the like You know me, met. We only watch Notre Dame in this house. Like, no, you're full of shit. You know me better than that. Uh, yeah, but not, yeah. But you're, there's a camera on you and it's an AM documentary. Jack um, Daniels,
1: 40 year employee. Do you drink anything else?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm a Jim Breen drinker. <laughs> all right. So, if, so I'll keep this simple for you The Bourbon Heist, B minus the The chasing whiskey Jack Daniels documentary, that was a that
1: was a B plus for me. Okay, I'll do yeah. B minus on on the on the heist. I will do A minus on the Jack Daniels.
0: I I, I enjoyed it very much. I enjoyed the Jack Daniels. It, it if anything, it definitely made me want it to. Made me want to go there. Yeah, I love Jack Daniels, but, I, but we've had this conversation before. I know, I know.
1: But here's here's where it changed it for me. I've never wanted to go to Lynchburg. I've never wanted to go to that distillery tour. Now I do.
0: Uh, I agree. I like what, yeah, I do I do agree with you there. Um, there's just so much, like, the fact that it's a dry area and this and that, it's awesome. And then they show the views of the mountains, and it kind of remind me of the show moonshine that i used to be yeah moonshiners yeah discovery i used to watch it like crazy i have not watched it in about oh god six seven years um i did like when they had climax whiskey but
1: Uh, uh, old smoky i've I've had that a couple times old smoky's
0: more of a vodka
1: yeah well that's fair um the one thing that I thought was the most entertaining the, the entire segment is when they went twelve miles outside of Lynchburg to the nearest bar, right? And they had those three those employees. Those guys
0: were fucking awesome.
1: They were, but they put like all the whiskey in front of them, and they couldn't like they couldn't pick the right one. Well, they had like,
0: their own Jack though, down right. Yeah, yeah, but they like the blind taste. But they says, gave them like Jack a. A Scotch and like a Japanese whiskey. Japanese whiskey, whiskey. Right? yeah, exactly. That, like if if anybody who drinks whiskey can't identify that, like I was yeah. like, really? I did Why like. Why don't funny- you give them Jag GM in like, yeah, wild turkey, yeah, Fair something, enough. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. I did like the fact that they took the barrels and they get hold, explain the whole what happens after, you know, the barrels are used and the Cooperings done and they send them over. It made me really kind of wonder though. Did you not
0: know that before?
1: No, I did, but I I thought there was more of like a direct process because it sounds like they take any bourbon barrel. So it makes me kind of. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes me wonder like, why doesn't Glenn Murray or, or one of those do like a, we're doing like a Jack Daniels specific batch because they don't do single barrels they do small batch pretty much right um right. but it sounds like they're mixing it all together but it has you know a Jim beam cask has to take different taste different than a jack daniels finished
0: cask why are they not like pulling those partnerships together like, and saying, saying this is uh, i don't know it may just be that it, it may, may just be different. like it has to but then again Maybe they just get like a shitload of barrels from like such a diverse group of no, they can't. companies. Yeah. But then it makes you think like I bragged about that Glamorang twelve that was aged in bourbon barrels, and you're like, that's how, how
1: many different bourbon barrels? How many different brands?
0: Or, or that's like all of them.
1: <laughs> well, anything but Jack, unless they're qua- I mean, technically Jack's a bourbon.
0: Technically, yeah, not according to them. Yeah, that's, but that's, a, that's, a, that's that was a curveball. I thought I felt like, like, like that was a, I felt like that was a pointy contention. What makes that they, us... <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. It's still a bourbon. They
0: literally they are like, what doesn't make us a bourbon is this. And like, we run it through all this burnt wood. Yeah. I thought um, you fought to be called a bourbon, but
1: no, they're Tennessee whiskey. All right. Both man.
0: great documentaries. If you love whiskey, grab a glass, watch it. It's awesome.
1: Don't put it on mute though. Um, you want to hear those accents. They are great. A. All right. So overall rating on these, man. What do you got?
0: <clears throat> I'm going to go the easy way out. B plus palette, B plus nose, B plus glass. You fit in the $52. Uh, That's a bit pricey for B plus, bro. It is a B plus though. That's what keeps it at B plus. It's 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 not so that the bad.
1: price keeps it a B plus or it's a B plus. I get dollars.
0: Like that's what. Mm. Ooh, we're getting into that. Those later drams. I think overall it is where it is. Okay. I would not buy it again at fifty two dollars.
1: Fair enough. It's a thirty five dollar bottle. Mm, forty. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Forty dollars. But even at forty dollars, I think it would still be a B plus. <laughs>
1: so rust breed i'm gonna land a b plus overall i mean the nose is amazing the taste falls flat palate falls flat maybe it's just the third fourth three i'm talking but if i put these two together i think russell 10 years what a 43 45 dollar bottle what is uh what is rare breed around the same
0: 50 i think okay
1: so average two together it's a 45 48 bottle somewhere there would i pay 45 48 if this was something readily available in the shelf, I would pay 40 for it. I think pushing the $50 mark to your point is a bit much, but I paid worse for less. So,
0: so what was the grade? I'd say B plus. So my question, would you rather have Russell reserve? And would you pick Russell reserve by itself? Rare breed by itself over this?
1: Mm, I think they're different experiences. Um,
0: so maybe would you I, th-
1: I think I take Russell reserve 10 over this, but not rare breed.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Good. Um, Good answer. I will tell you something that fell short for me recently was the Russell's 13 though. And I've seen that going uh, the blue for, label. Yeah. I've seen that going for like two 99 secondary. It's stupid. That's a, um, that's a $50 bottle. It's I will eventually sour. get
0: to whiskey cake or somewhere and I will try it, but I remember it's sour and punchy. I'm like, I'll still try it. Um, oh no, it's worth a try. You know what? I almost grabbed instead of four roses. Uh, green dot.
1: Oh, you almost went Irish on me without telling me you little bastard.
0: But uh, dude, I just can't. We have so to make a 50, commitment to each other. Right. But it was $50, right? It, Kind of crazy. It's, it's not. No, that's not the point. Because this was 52. It's nope. 80 proof. Yeah, I know. No, it's proof for a dollar,
1: right? It's it's like, how, how fucked up is this going to get me?
0: No, it just won't. And I'm like, oh. I know. Like, I was walking to the cash register and I was like, oh, 80 proof. <laughs> like, oh. But it comes in a cool tin can. It does. It does. But uh. Yeah, I may, I may eventually give it a try. I don't know.
1: I feel like it's one of those that you and I need to buy together so we don't feel bad about it. And then if we
0: could be like, mm. Dude, a lot of big time comedians are coming to San Antonio and Houston. I think we will eventually have to check out those together. Come me in, bro. All right. All right. Well, let's get over that goal line. Let's do it. Okay, so we talked everything and anything. We talked Olympics. We talked NBA finals. We chimed into the documentaries that we've watched we talked about conference realignment. We thank you so much for listening. And if you want to continue to listen and you want to continue to tell your buddies about us, please listen to the following as Dick chimes in on what our socials are.
1: You can hit us up on all your social media platforms, including Instagram and Twitter at Fourth Dram. It's four TH Our website at Fourth They have a link directly li- direct link to all of our podcasts, as well as Facebook at Fourth Dram and Um, and then always you know, old reliable, you know, the, the Dodge Stratus that won't die at your mom's house, fourth and at gmail.com. Your
0: mom's house.
1: Your mom. Um <laughs> So, yeah, of course, tell your friends about us, um, rate and review us on all your favorite podcast streaming apps, Apple Apple Podcasts, Audible, CastBox, Podcast Addicts, wherever you're listening to this podcast today, you can find us. So, with that said, Kurt, right back at you for the quote of the episode.
0: I've got the one, the only, we've talked about the Olympics, one of the greatest American Olympians of all time, Preach. Carl Lewis. He may not be able to sing the national anthem, but he had some quotes and he said, if you don't have confidence, you'll always find a way to not win. Find a way to win, have some confidence, go out, challenge your day, to the next nap and the next dram.
1: Drink on, Drammers.